Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Ken Lawan, CIO at Sharp Healthcare. In this segment, Lawan talks about how the organization hopes to leverage its managed care experience as it moves toward population health, how they've gone from focusing on IT security to IT risk management, and the growing need for a dedicated chief information security officer. The fact that, that Sharp has a health plan, how does that kind of play into this? Does it, does it uh, kind of complicate matters, or in some ways does it um, maybe uh, e- ease that situation? I think it's it's both a, a challenge and a, and a benefit. I think, you know, the challenge is just that, you know, we have to support a health plan, a rapidly growing health plan, and, and mm-hmm. traditionally we've tried to do it on, on existing systems, you know, we, so we've been leveraging our managed care product that we have from GE to support the health plan. But, you know, as that plan gets more complicated and grows, we have to look at other tools, and right now we're in the process of implementing a new system to support the health plan. So that creates additional additional pressure and challenges on the IT arena and the organization to be able to support that system. Uh, but it really is a benefit and it helps us understand, you know, how how health plans are viewing information. We have to, we support the health plan uh, from a lot of its analytics and its quality reporting, so we get a better insight into the way in which, you know, the, the payers are, are analyzing the data. It also helps us uh, to be able to offer the SHARP uh, program and network um, through the health plan. So when we want to make sure, tell people they want to make sure they get SHARP services that if they if they contract through SHARP health plan, they're able to, uh, you know, be guaranteed they can see SHARP providers. So, you know, I think it helps us as we look at, people have been looking at talking about moving into more of a population health strategy and taking more risk. You know, we really understand that much better because we've been doing it both in, from the managed care perspective but then also from the health plan perspective. So we really have that kind of expertise we can leverage within the organization. Right. Right, yeah, in that respect, I think it would put you in a in a better position as, as the industry moves further down that path. Yeah, it does create some interesting dynamics with the payers. Mm-hmm. Of course, because we, you know, as I said, we Sharp Health Plan has 110,000 lives, and that's, you know, that's a significant amount. But we still have a lot of of other contracts with other payers, and and when mm-hmm. Health Plan competes with other payers, it does create some interesting dynamics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. With talking about so much data and, and what needs to be done with it. Um, this lends itself to the, the security strategy too, and, and what you're doing there. Obviously, we're, we're seeing all the uh, the news headlines and everything. But um, could you just talk a little bit about your your security strategy? Yeah, it's uh, it certainly has evolved uh, and rapidly. You know, if we think back where we were even three years ago, you know, we were providing some pretty basic security. Uh, infrastructure to try and protect and prevent people from, you know, penetrating and getting access. And and it's it's got heightened awareness at the board level, at the senior mm-hmm. executive level. We've really migrated uh, from what I'd call an IT security approach to an IT risk management approach, mm-hmm. helping the organization uh, understand what are the essential data, What's what are the risks that are there as far as breaches or access or, you know, so we can help prioritize where we have to invest because there's just so many areas uh, of opportunity. So we've, we we uh, have created an IT risk management department where we, 
we uh, have decided just recently to hire a vice president, IT risk management, and chief information security officer, elevate that to a VP role. So we're right now in the process of recruiting that. Uh, we've do had some outside uh, assistance from a couple organizations to come in and assess where we are and help us, you know, develop a framework for where we need to go using some of the, you know, industry uh, measurements like NIST or ISO. Um, so we could get a better sense of where we are from a risk perspective. What are where are those areas that we have the biggest uh, vulnerability and would cause the greatest harm? And look to prioritize there. The other thing is trying to build educational awareness. Mm -hmm. We've partnered with our compliance department, uh, chief uh, privacy officer, to look at trying to educate the entire organization about some of the risk and you know things like phishing uh, attacks and. You know, one of the problems is healthcare workers, I think, by their nature, tend to be trusting. And mm -hmm. so it's trying to educate them that these, you know, these uh, bad guys really are, you know, trying to take advantage of, of your willingness to, to, you know, click on something or to provide some information. So what we see is, you know, we have to continue to mature. We're going to have to invest more money in this. We not only have to continue to look at our perimeter and trying to keep people out, but we also have to move it to a how quickly can you detect uh, a breach, and then how how do you respond? Because you know everybody's uh, vulnerable, and there's likelihood of being breached is very very high. And so the biggest issue that you see in a lot of these incidents is that the you know the occurrence has been going on for you know maybe nine months before people find out, and then it's uh, it's allowed to mature and get access to more information. So we're uh, investing heavily. We're starting to look at. Um, can we leverage some uh, other organizations, some outside services from from some organizations that are that are doing things to to monitor and and detect things that have, may have more intelligence than we do, and some can leverage some of their services and some of their tools. But the thing is, it's got to be it's got to be uh, more than just the security. It's got to also be a risk program that's built into your overall organizational risk to understand where your where your potential uh, vulnerabilities are, what the implications of that are, what you would do in the in the case of a breach, how you would respond. So looking at you know, doing some desktop exercises to just go through and plan the similar thing you would do if you had a, you know, a disaster or a downtime. So um, it's, you know, it's probably the area that we spend the most time on and wish we didn't have to, but it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you've got to protect the organization and the patients and the, and the people that work here. I mean, all their information is, is in our, you know, in our hands. Yeah. And it's interesting when you said that forming that department, a risk management department, really speaks to how much of a priority that this has become. Uh, yeah, I get more questions about this from my CEO and the board than anything else. Yeah. Just because of uh, that that heightened awareness you were talking about all over the place yeah, now? Yeah, heightened awareness, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely scary. and. Uh, um, you can see why why education has to be something that's so so important for everyone right now. Yeah, security's not you know it's not a department of IT or an IT risk management department's responsibility. It's the responsibility of every every employee in the organization. Yeah, that's an interesting shift that's happened where um, that's no longer something that has to be sold to the board, but maybe something that the board is is coming out and asking about. Yeah. You know, they want to know how you know how many times have people tried to breach you. You know what, and uh, um, 
So it's yeah, it's a it's an interesting discussion, and also reason why we've had to elevate uh, a role because you have to have someone who has that ex- background and expertise that can can work with uh, senior executives and the board and and have conversations about the risks, about the you know uh, what's going on in the industry, what you're doing, uh, what your plan is. I mean, the CIOs have been asked to present that, and and uh, I think you know a lot of us do it, but uh, I I really believe we need a we need a partner, uh, an executive in that area that can help us uh, really uh, develop the plan, uh, develop the strategy, and uh, help communicate it uh, to the organization. Right. Okay. Um, so obviously uh, uh, there's a lot there that we've touched on. Um, anything else that's kind of pressing on your plate, which I'm sure there are, but anything that really comes to mind? Uh, there are a couple of, a couple of areas that... Uh, that we're spending an awful lot of time on right now. One is the uh, uh, what we call the population health area. Mm-hmm. As I said, we've been in the managed care business uh, for years, and we have uh, somewhere near close now to 350,000 lives for which we take fully delegated risk. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big part of what we do, and most of the management of it is done through our medical groups, and we have. Uh, you know, put organizations in place like population health managers. We've got some tools in place. I said we use our data warehouse. We use the HIE, you know, the DB motion. Uh, we have some care management tools that we put in place plus the EHRs. But what we're finding is it's just not scalable with the existing technology that, you know, it's so people dependent. And, uh, you know, if we want to manage more and more um, chronic patients or or try to stay connected with the, you know, the the healthy that we really need to leverage technology. So we're really in the process right now of evaluating a population health platform uh, that would provide us with analytics, care coordination, patient engagement, and, you know, help connect us with individuals, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis. So that's a big initiative that we have going on. The other area is a whole area of mobility. And, you know, it's it's one thing to say, um, you know, we just want to continue to, to provide mobile access or mobility solutions to all the applications we have. But the bigger question that we're asking ourselves is what's our strategy from a mobility perspective? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, do we want to have just this handful of applications that, you know, from Allscripts, from Cerner, from Synapse, you know, our, our, um, our PACS vendor, or do we want to have a strategy around how do we deliver information to devices in a mobile environment? And do we uh, do we expect that you know, it'll only be a bring your bring your own device strategy, or will we incorporate providing uh, devices ourselves? Because we see more and more of the workflow, especially from the nurses moving to mobile devices. And then, how do we do that to engage the the patients and the consumers um, from a mobility spect- perspective? Are there ways to extend our services to provide access? So, we've got a you know we've got an executive uh, steering committee that's helping us kind of look at all the things that are going on, all the potential things we could be doing and, tr- and coming up with an overall mobile strategy. And that's really around how do we become, uh, you know, much more um, consumer-friendly and, and, uh, and uh, associate or, or, you know, employee-friendly because they're used to using these kind of devices and everything else they do. And how do we provide that kind of uh, capability within the health system? Right. In terms of your your patient mix, um, do you get a, is there a pretty um, big variety just as far as uh, you know what you're seeing in terms of of the engagement and using these devices? Yeah, we have a 
It's interesting. With, uh, one of the things we did here at Sharp uh, a few, number of years ago is we built our own portal. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a application called MySharp, and we we added a, a mobility, a mobile uh, component to that. And recently, we uh, converted off of the um, off of our own platform to a to an industry a provider platform. Uh, we implemented Follow My Health from uh, from t all scripts. Mm -hmm. And when we did that, we had uh, 100 and, like 110,000 active users of uh, of the of the portal. And more than half of that, the volume that we were seeing was coming from 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 mobile devices. And so one of the things we've really been challenged with is, is you know, trying to make sure we're providing the comparable functionality from a mobile platform and continuing to expand that. So we find a lot of engagement here with people wanting to use mobile devices uh, yeah. to access information, to schedule appointments, to pay their bills. You know, we really do have a very, uh, very sophisticated and engaged population from that perspective. Yeah, which, of course, uh, you know, factors into your strategies when it comes to all these these things with with the portals and just uh, doing what needs to be done to meet those numbers from meaningful mm -hmm. meaningful use standpoint. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean you you have that and and uh, you know we've we've had to promote especially you know extending it from the hospital because of the medical group they were very active, but you know it hasn't been a big challenge to getting the number of people to do it. It's it's being able to make sure you provide the right the kinds of services that you need to. Right. I think it's you know one of the differentiations that I found here is that you know we are so heavily into this what we still call the managed care world, yeah. and we spend a lot of time looking at what's the best way to to partner and you know we'd like to take risk we understand that um, at times we we accept maybe a, a, a smaller uh, payment uh, to manage risk, but we just have gotten into a, an environment where we really like to manage and have more control over or the, over the patient referrals and where they go, and, and we think that we can provide a better overall level of care uh, with patients. And so, you know, when I came from Nebraska, we were just starting to get into this, you know, ACO world and starting to understand that whole perspective, but it's been pretty sophisticated here. Mm -hmm. only thing I'd say is that the you know, we've had to supplement. Uh, there just weren't a lot of, haven't been a lot of tools out there to really help you do that. Yeah, so that, that's something that I, I'm sure we'll start to see change as more organizations that face the same issues. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com/podcast.